Welcome to an I Thought It Smelled Bad on the Outside, a Star Wars podcast featuring two people uh, who have neither been in a war or to the stars, yet feel compelled to be doing a podcast about those topics. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Jones, with me is Brent Stevenson. That was very, Good evening, that was Brent. very eloquently put as well, and I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we do have lots to say about, uh, Star Wars. So, um, we're actually going to continue a, uh, a conversation that we started last week. Um, you know, uh, cause really the biggest thing, uh, story in Star Wars is the opening of Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah. Uh, last week, uh, we're recording this, uh, March 2nd. So last week they had press, um, they had, uh, done a, a press, uh, junket. Uh, so some press got to see like a condensed four hour version of the two day, uh, event. Uh, and then they had allowed, um, other, um, uh, people or members of the media to do a full two day stay. So at this point we've, you know, uh, people had finished uh, by the weekend, people had finished their stay. They had, um, and there was, there was a lot on YouTube. <laughs> there uh, was. <laughs> we, we've, we've seen a lot of reviews. Um, uh, I'm assuming you've seen the reviews and watched the videos. I have. Yep. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, so, uh, so needless to say, uh, I think th- there's probably going to be a, a little bit of spoilery stuff um, about the Star Cruiser that we'll be talking about tonight. So if you really don't uh, want to be spoiled at all, um, uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> or you can just turn the sound down and just keep, keep, keep it on <laughs> so we still get the rating for it. <laughs> Well, you know what? If they've listened to this point, it's fine. Yes, you know. absolutely. Uh, so, um, so overall impressions uh, first. Uh, um, you know, with what you saw, what did you think? Um, what were your first thoughts? Uh, my first thoughts were actually um, it was pretty cool looking. Um, a lot of the um, I'm just trying to find who. Um, I think it was called ordinary travelers is that what they're ordinary adventures ordinary adventures i followed i watched their um they have three youtube videos of, of their experience of the two days um and they mm-hmm. actually did a very good job they actually went into great detail about uh, pretty much everything about the experience from the room so my first impressions um were just the amount of detail that had gone mm-hmm. into the interior into the rooms into the menus was mm-hmm. quite astonishing um and again not and i and i would assume something coming from disney would would be like that um mm-hmm. so uh, yeah my first of all was just amazing how the details are subtle details um uh overall it just seemed like a very uh very positive experience and mm-hmm. especially obviously you're going to be there if you're a star wars fan i think more if you're going to be around um, Gen X, um, mm-hmm. you, you might get a lot out of it more than uh, somebody else just because of, um, I think uh, you're, well, sorry, I'm going to speak for myself. 
just for how long I've been a Star Wars fan, um, to mm-hmm. actually going to that kind of an immersed environment would be pretty um, overwhelming and just be pretty incredible to participate in. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, watching their videos overall, I think that I would probably I probably would enjoy it as much as they did. Just um, just the overall experience to see everything live would be pretty incredible mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. Uh, I watched all those videos as well. Um, watched a few other ones uh, on top of it. Um, and my uh, first impressions were the same. Um, was uh, blown away by the uh, amount of immersion. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, exp- like, you know, we had been told and explained that, you know, it was going to be a really uh, immersive experience. Um, I-, I was just really impressed uh, with how far everyone goes to stay in character. Yes. Um, and, and that was the thing that be, uh, watching the videos, it became very obvious to me. Um, it, it is very much like a two days worth of interactive theater. Yes. Uh, and in fact, you know, jumping ahead to the, the end of, uh, of the, those, uh, three ordinary ventures videos, uh, they make a point of saying at the when they were getting ready to leave that they were exhausted. Yeah, yes. That the, the, the two days was was uh, was fun and exciting, and they were looking forward to going back the next week because I think that they're there again right now as we're recording. Yes. Um, but they said it, it, it's not relaxing. Like this is not something you do to like. Yeah, you know what? I, I need to unwind for a couple of days. <laughs> um. Uh, but like just really impressed. Um, and the level of detail, uh, that they have gone to. So, and, and I'm going to give you an example. Um, so one of the main ways that the characters will interact with you and then it kind of progresses the story along outside of, um, there's some, there's some, it seems like there's some big set pieces as far as telling the story goes. Um, and there'll be certain moments when characters will interact with uh, with the the guests uh, aboard the uh, the star cruiser. Uh, but the main uh, way that the story progresses and characters interact is through a data pad. Yes. So when ca- when uh, guests first arrive, they're essentially given uh, like an iPhone um, yeah. and told keep it with you at all times. Uh, you know if if it's uh, if it's running low on a charge, here's the place you can go and we can get you a new one or whatever. So. So you're communicating, and when you're communicating with characters, um, it's like Messenger. Their little face appears, right? Yeah. <laughs> so here's the level of detail they've gone to. Uh, so I've watched, um, uh, I, like I said, I, I've w- watched a, a few different videos by different uh, content creators, mm-hmm. and the some of the videos that I have watched that were part of the, the condensed four hour version that uh, some media got had completely different actors. I was wondering and, that myself too, if maybe those actors might be like they rotate every other day, every couple of days or something like that. But they went to the trouble of on the data pad, the little character icons look like the actor that's playing that character <laughs> during that session yeah it's incredible which which I, like in the grand scheme of it, probably not a big deal but obviously some of like these chats interactions 
it's not like the actors are sitting or, or like, you know, like sitting in a back room, uh, you know, uh, on a message board, like crafting messages. Yeah. Obviously this is all kind of pre-scripted stuff, but the, the fact that in, and they didn't even have to, you know, they could have just had like a, the person, the character's name, but the fact that they've gone to the, the amount of detail to say, to show you, all right, here's a picture of the person that's playing this character communicating with you right now. <laughs> so you can, you know, it's easier to make that connection because yeah. maybe you're not great with names. Um, that's the level of detail they went to. Yeah. Yeah, they um, did an amazing job at that sort of thing. Just amazing. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a couple, I, I guess, outside of the the meals and then just kind of like being there in the, the story itself. There's, I guess, there's three things that you can do. Um, you can visit the bridge. Um, you can do the lightsaber training, mm-hmm. uh, and then you can go to the, the bar and drink and, and play, uh, Sabic. Yeah. Um, what did you think of, uh, of those three, like kind of those areas? Um, the, uh, the bridge, uh, intrigued me the most. Uh, it was just kind of cool to see mm-hmm. the bridge of the ship, um, yeah. Uh, just to see all the panels, uh, the screen, and then you actually get to shoot down Tie Fighters. Um, mm-hmm. That that to me seemed a little bit, um, a little bit more to it, uh, in my opinion. Just yeah. completely interactive, uh, more so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it was just very cool to see, and again, just just I could only imagine what it felt like to be in that atmosphere. What you're trying to do, yeah. you're shooting the Tie Fighters, uh, the story that followed the um, the captain. Um, I thought that mm-hmm. part was for me, that was probably the, the one that I enjoyed the most, uh, that I'm pretty sure if I was there, I would enjoy the most. Uh, yeah. And I will say that, uh, watching the videos, um, like, especially in the ordinary adventures videos, they make a point multiple times to say, this seems so much better than what it's going to look like on on camera because yeah. they had said you know that the, they'd seen it and and even some of the activities that they're doing might not seem as exciting um when you're just watching a video of it yeah but when you're there and you're part of it and you're immersed in it they said it's it, yeah it, it's fantastic um i agree the i think that the bridge is probably the uh the most interesting and most exciting mm-hmm. set piece yeah. on the uh the the halcyon uh, now it, it seems like from the videos that it is open and available all the time. Yes. However, um, a lot of the time the consoles aren't working and it's just the, the view screen. Yeah. Um, and then it seems that at certain points during your two day adventure, uh, you'll get an opportunity to go to the, to the bridge, um, learn some controls and then depending on w- you know, depending on what's happening with your story and we discovered that, uh, not everyone gets the exact same pieces of the story. Yes. Um, you could be doing something different. Um, there, you could be, uh, rescuing Ray, or you could be trying to navigate through a, an asteroid field or trying to fight off probe droids. Yeah. 
Um, and in doing so, everyone gets assigned a, a station at the bridge. So someone might be actually working the weapons or you might be working the shields, which has its own little mini game, which is kind of like uh, asteroids. Um, it's just yeah, really impressive, like really impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, but not the most impressive thing. Well, because <laughs> we'll, uh, I, I want to ask you what what you thought was the most impressive. I want to see if yeah. uh, if if uh, we're in agreement on this. Um, out of the th- out of the three set pieces, though, um, the one that I thought was the least impressive actually was the lightsaber training. Yeah, that was. Um, I don't know what I was going to expect with that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that one when I did see that, um, it did seem a little um, not as exciting. But uh, again, mm-hmm. maybe it might be different because I know when they were in, in it, she got pretty emotional doing that. So it might mm-hmm. have to be an in the moment sort of thing. But just kind of, it's not what I th- again. I didn't know what I would expect in the Jedi training, the lightsaber training. But yeah. I thought it would have been a little bit more to it than that. Yeah, um, and it seems to go on for a while. And especially because it obviously they're trying to let everybody get a get a turn, um, which which is un- understandable yes. um, because it, it once again it is not just something that you can walk in and say I'm going to do some lightsaber training now. <laughs> yes, um, a- a pretty much everything except for the meals um, is very much tied into the story. Yes, um, so you'll get invitations to do, you know to uh, to do your lightsaber training or to. Uh, to go to the bridge. Um, and it, it appears that you go to the lightsaber training room twice. Um, you only do the lightsaber training once. Um, the second time uh, that the um, guests go does seem more impressive. Yeah. Um, the, uh, again, spoiler, there is uh, a holocron that features Yoda. Um, that um, sp- special effect is incredibly impressive very very much so <laughs> um it's one of those things that uh just from a technical standpoint you look into how are they doing that yeah um because they're literally putting this holocron in the middle of a room and a hologram is appearing in the in the middle of a uh a middle of the room and it's just really impressive that that whole sequence too um and we were, and I was just watching it. I wasn't actually there. That one carried a little more weight to it for me. I mean, I really felt like mm-hmm. that part of the story was so significant, and probably the one part of the entire experience. I, I'm for me, I would think would probably be the most connected, um, yeah, to Star Wars. For would be that experience right there. Yeah, because uh, you know. We grew up with you know the original trilogy. That was our Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so out of all of the characters, Yoda is the one that we um, would have the most connection to. Yeah. Um, with maybe outside of Chewbacca, but Chewbacca doesn't look great. <laughs> he may be all fuzzy in a uh, hologram anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it, like he just like, so there is a Chewbacca. Uh, um, Chewbacca does visit the uh, the Halcyon and. I don't know what it is about the 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 costume uh, that he's in. It's just it's just not great. Yeah, it's again, it's it's not it's not Peter Mayhew number one. 
And no. not saying that, and I can't remember his name. I can't remember. I can't believe I forget his name. But uh, the, jo- Jonas. Uh, yes. Um, he's whatever. still, he played a great Chewbacca too. Don't get me wrong. He was great as Chewbacca. But it just, he again, he's another very iconic character. And Peter Mayhew playing him for the years that he did, that's who my Chewbacca is. That's who mm-hmm. I want yeah. to see. Want to see play Chewbacca. Yeah, and, and now that you say that, I think back to I'm thinking back to the videos and the way Chewbacca carried himself and the way he like there's yes, you know that that seemed off, and I think that probably makes the, the imperfections in the Chewbacca costume yeah. um, seem more pronounced. Yeah, um, I mean, it, but still, it is like, a it's tough not, shoes to like, fill too. <laughs> true, and, and to be fair, like it's not like a uh, you know, um, cheap twenty dollar plastic, you know, Chewbacca yeah. costume. You know that you know where it's the you know the, you know like the old Halloween costumes that you know have a plastic bag, um, with, with the characters you know picture on the chest and then a plastic mask. And that. Like it's, it's still decent. It's just w- when you see uh, some of the other costumes, they look so much better. Yeah, yeah. Um. I was impressed with the, the bar, um, the mainly because I like the idea that um, there's all these little things to see, um, but it gives you the opportunity to just kind of exist, you know, in in Star Wars, yeah. you know. So you want to go down, and have a drink, and um, or play some Sabic. Uh, I, I just found that more impressive, mm-hmm. and maybe because it's a it's a different experience, you know, like I said, you, you're not you know, beholden to be like, um, going to experience a story. You can just kind of socialize, yep. um, you know, maybe, you know, meet some of the other guests, uh, and, you know, talk about shared experiences and, and, and what was happening. It happened a couple of times. We saw people, um, talking, it was either, usually during dinner or at the bar where they're sharing different things that they'd had experienced on the ship. Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting cause it's in telling the narrative because, you know, everyone is getting the, the big beats of the story, but other people, they're picking up like smaller pieces. Um, yeah. so while they're getting together and socializing, they're getting to, to get a, you know, a, a better view of the entire story, mm-hmm. which I think is just really impressive it was, uh, yeah. in Star Wars. I mean, it really, they really uh, did a good job of setting the mood in that bar too. Oh yeah. Like, it's yeah. just incredible. Uh, so, but for me though, okay. So I'm going to ask you, um, out of everything you saw, uh, on the Halcyon, what was the most impressive thing for you? Um, like the show, the, when you originally said that my first thought was when I went right to the, the Yoda holocron experience. That's the first thing I, okay. I, I went to, um, mm-hmm. as for the ship itself, I don't know. I kind of the the bar really did do. Or just the, oh, yeah. Or or just the entire experience. Like anything anything out of the the entire experience. Um, you know, I was actually kind of um, I was quite moved moved. Yeah, I was quite moved when Ray was introduced. That mm-hmm. that part, I thought that was very well done, and I and I thought it yep. was Ray. She did a really good job. Of uh, playing Ray, mm-hmm. and then to see yeah. her on the screen, the Falcon coming in, and then seeing her in mm-hmm. uh, in life was pretty cool. Um, yeah, 
that that whole sequence i wasn't sure how i was going to react to that but seeing that mm-hmm. i thought that was very well done i think that was very cool the way they did that yeah but not the right answer though no just, yeah your, I your, your answer is valid <laughs> just just not right no and i'm not gonna admit like when i watch like uh it was impressive and they've done a good job at, at casting Ray very believable and, um, and her, her story, um, they do a good job of conveying it and, and the, the, uh, the conflict that she has. Uh, but for me, the most impressive thing was the Rodian. Oh yes. Oh yes. So my now. there is, <laughs> There is a uh, Rodian uh, member of the band uh, that not only performs, because uh, there's a, a couple times during the two days where they're doing musical numbers and they're performing songs, but she also walks around and is just meeting guests on the Halcyon. And it is the most impressive um, costume animatronic that I've seen. The mouth moves just like a Rodian does. Um, there's obviously some sort of voice box in it because it's speaking in Rodian. Mm-hmm. The entire time, they ne- never, like, there's no one, like, walking with her that's translating. Yeah. It's just she just comes up and starts talking in Rodian and, and expects you to understand, yep. um, you know, and there's times in, in, in through the course of the, the videos, you see um, some interactions where, you know, people are, are asking or trying to get clarification and trying to communicate with her and she's nodding or whatever in agreement or, um, but it, the, the mask in itself mm. is just so impressive. Yeah. Oh, I wish they had more like that on that one. And you know what? And, and maybe there will be, yep. um, you know, obviously the, you know, this was expensive and it's the, you know, the inaugural voyage. Um, and maybe this was also one of those things where they're like, okay, we think this is cool. You know, it was, yeah. I'm assuming cost them a lot of money, yeah. but we need to see if guests buy it. You know, like if, you know, if people are going, you know, are going in and we think it's cool and they're like, no, this is, you know, this is garbage. It's just a stupid mask. Um, but just watching, just watching a YouTube video of it, I was blown away. They, they got the right um, actor. I can't imagine that. what that would, I can't imagine what that would have been like in person. That would have, just like they said in the video, it gave the goosebumps. And I can only tell you that mm-hmm. it's probably exactly what would happen to me too. Just to be able to see that in the flesh, quote unquote, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. exactly that, um, that did truly blow me away. Absolutely. So we've talked about uh, some of the things, you know, that we saw that we liked. Um, anything that you weren't impressed with or were disappointed with? Um, the only thing I that struck me right away was just the, the lightsaber battle. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, they're pretty much limited to what they can do with that when it comes to like special effects hitting the rails, which mm-hmm. there was some of that. I thought there would have been yep. a lot more stormtroopers. Uh, yeah. I would have loved to see a lot more stormtroopers. But I think that the biggest thing was um, the, uh, the lightsaber battle. But again, it's 
I'm sure they're probably very limited to what they what they could do. Seeing the force mm-hmm. used on Ray to drag over was pretty cool. Um, but just mm-hmm. the, the and again, I'm sure this is probably you know the first time they're doing it live. They could be nervous. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that was the only thing that was a little bit disappointed was 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 that was the lightsaber duel. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the lightsaber thing. It's um, so we get to see the the lightsaber that they had um, uh, they had teased us with uh, last year um, that we saw patents for a couple years ago, yeah. which was a fully retractable uh, or extending lightsaber. Yeah. Um, and everyone thought that this was going to be something that was going to be available for sale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we're very excited. They thought this might be like a, a Savi's Workshop lightsaber, you know, version two. Um, last year they made it clear, no, no, this is just going to be something that's part of the the show. It's not something the guests will be able to use. Uh, but there was a video of, of Ray using the lightsaber. Yep. Um, and she does use it uh, in the, you know, um, during the two days. So you do get to see her ignite her lightsaber. Yep. And it, it it is very impressive because, you know, you can see it's just the, it's just the, the hilt there. And then all of a sudden there's a lightsaber yep. igniting and, and extending. Very impressive. Um, but, <laughs> and once again, I imagine as they spend more time doing this, they'll get better at it. Yeah. Um, it is not a stunt lightsaber. And so there is a point where Ray actually, actually in (laughs) one of the videos I've seen, you can see where, uh, they kind of fumble a bit and she puts down, um, the extending lightsaber and then picks up the stunt lightsaber off the ground. (laughs) So, so they can fight. Um, and it's also funny because, you know, they make a big deal about her lightsaber uh, igniting. Uh, but Kylo Ren yeah. walks in and he has his on and you can just tell it's like a force effects lightsaber, yeah. but still, yeah. and being very judgy because it's on video, I'm sure in the moment exactly. when you're for the way it's going to be really, you know, really impressive. I, I was, I did get excited when she first showed up and then it did ignite it. That, that looked really awesome. Um, and I can only mm-hmm. imagine how that felt to see that live as well. Um, and again, it's yeah, and it's a viewer there. It's probably a completely different story, um, but just yeah. on video, it just didn't look the greatest. Yeah. The one other thing that I'm disappointed with, but I, I don't know how you would do, you know, how you would be able to deal with this is the, the, the heavy reliance on using the data pad. Ah, okay. Um, so it seems that you know, as you're meeting characters, um, they'll tell you, oh, uh, you know, make sure you check your data pad, mm-hmm. and and that's where everyone was is getting these little side missions, and uh, which do seem interesting, and also yeah. it kind of blends into you know the experience that people are getting. Um, there was uh, one mission that we got you got to see in the videos where someone was told to go down to the engine room. That was very um, cool, actually. That was very cool. Um, and they were able to show, oh, yeah, we've got this. Uh, we've got this. Um, we've been given permission to do this, and they were given a job to do. The By doing that job, something else happened, which allowed them to get codes. Um, so there's all these little uh, other little things that, that are going on, um, but a lot of that is communicated through the data pad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the one other thing that I thought was a little disappointing. I don't know if disappointing is the right word, but um, it did feel like you had to go down to Batu. Yes, um, because I know they made a note that they wouldn't have been able to go into the room of the Holocron unless they'd gone to Batu. Yes. Yeah. So that'd be kind of important to know. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm guessing the idea is, is that, you know, somebody would go. Yeah. But it, it did feel like everyone was kind of was given a mission to, to do something on uh, on Batu. Um, there were some people that were um, were trying to get information uh, from uh, uh, the First Order to figure out how they're tracking them through hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those missions require you to go to Galaxy's Edge or you know, go to Batu, Galaxy's Edge, and pull out your data pad and you know and do some missions. Yep. Um, and I guess just for me, if you know, once if you're spending that money and you would just want to stay on the ship, it would just be nice to be like, yeah, I just want to stay on the ship. Sure. But then you get to go on the rides like fast pass all the rides though. That is that is very true. Very true, um, and, and I guess also if you know if you it's your first time going to Galaxy's yeah. Edge, uh, obviously you're probably going to want that to be part of the experience. Um, but as I think we had guessed, there is they do have a way to identify um, Galaxies or um, the uh, Halcyon guests mm-hmm. uh, when they land on Batu. They're given a very specific pin that they're told they have to wear. Uh-huh. Yep. Um. So I guess obviously that identifies, lets everyone know that they're, they're special. Um, but I think on top of that, it it also is their way of letting people know, oh yeah, these people do have permission to be wearing costumes (laughs) in the park. Um, my understanding is that there is a small difference, uh, in the ending of, uh, smugglers run. That's the Millennium Falcon ride. Um, the ride itself doesn't change, but apparently, um, at the end, um, there's like a post-ride mission uh, video with Hondo, uh, and he refers to them as being guests on the Halcyon. So there's there's a you know so there's some identification that they're part of the, the story. Oh, very cool. Um, but but overall, you know, really really impressive. Um, Seeing this, I think, oh, this is probably what the, you know, um, Disney is going to want to invest money in going forward. Yes. Because Disney can't build like theme parks everywhere. Right. Like it, it, it takes up, it takes up a, a lot of space. Um, you know, the whole reason why Disney world is in Florida was because he was able to get cheap land. Yes. Um, but you could build these all over the world. You can. You obviously, you obviously can't uh, tell the exact same story because you can't have people going to Batu. Um, but you could probably figure out some other place to go. Like a, you know, you could just be like a, another section of the hotel. It's like, oh, you go into like this, you know, this spaceport, or you're going to a, you know, a star state, you know, a space station. You can go to the Death Star. Oh, yeah, we they built another Death Star. That's where you're going. You're docking with the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Um, this wonderful world called Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, like if they could figure something, you know, they could figure something yeah. out. But it it's so much easier. It would be so much easier for them to replicate this yeah. elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because absolutely, you know, the reality, like it's just, it's just a hotel. Yep. And you don't go anywhere, really. <laughs> no. No. You know. So I, I'm really interested to see. Um, to see what happens. Um, I think this is going to be a, a huge success. Um, I think that in long term, though, they're going to have to do something about the cost. Yes. Yeah. Um, because it, you know, it, it is very expensive, which we talked about last week. Um, six grand for a family of four, um, us. Yeah. Uh, and now all meals are included. Um, you, you do get one alcoholic drink. Yay! Um, but but uh, but like non-alcoholic drinks are, are you know are are included. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was going to say something a little unpopular. Maybe go ahead. When I was watching the videos, I noticed there was a lot of little kids there. So okay. I, my after watching everything and how the story unfolds, yeah, I don't, I don't want. I want to say it's not really kid friendly. Um, um, I you know kids weren't really that part of it. I, I, I just don't know if it would be. Um, you know, if you had a kid that was four or five there, uh, you know, they'll be excited. But I mean. Uh, it seems like the adults were the ones who are kind of in control and what to do and um, that sort of thing. I don't, I, 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 the kids will like it just anyway because of stars, but I don't know how much, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you didn't have your kids there, how much um, you would like to have other kids there. Sort of thing. I'm paying $6,000. I don't want to see any kids here. <laughs> Okay, so you want an adults only one? You want like a, a halcyon after dark? It almost, after, right? it almost know, really hey, is, yeah. though. Like, um, that's the impression so, I got out it, of it. So I, I can I can see that. That being said, I also got to see. You know, they showed clips uh, or saw sections of. Kids helping to rescue Chewbacca. At a, they, you know, um, they figure a way to get him out of a holding cell. Yeah. Um, you know, they help Ray sneak from one part of the ship mm-hmm. uh, to the other. Yeah. Um, so they found ways, you know, for, for the the kids to interact as well and get to experience different parts of the story that you know adults probably wouldn't care about, like mm-hmm. you know. But I will say this: I did get to see a um, a small video of uh, some kids that were that were in a tent that had gone, and they were in tears. Sure, absolutely. When they were leaving, because the, because they didn't want to go because they were in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I can imagine you know being that young um, where you know you don't you know you don't have a, a you know a grand sense of, of how things work yep. 
you know, and being able to figure, oh, that's just the person in the mask, and this is just, you, you know, special effects. Like you're in Star Wars, yeah. they've done a, they do a good job. That if I was, you know, if I was that age, um, I would yeah, absolutely believe that this is, yeah, you know, that I've gone on to, uh, you know, gone on to a, a starship. So I'm I'm of mixed opinions of this, I mm. guess. Um, you know, the, obviously the they can only fit so many people in uh, on a um, on a cruise. Yeah. You know, maybe the maybe the plan is that they're going to have some that are you know family friendly and others that are going to be adults only. Yeah. And and to be honest, that would probably be nice if you know, yeah. If if you are going to book and it's just, you know, it's just going to be um, adults. Yeah, maybe you just want there to be adults there, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe they tweak some of the stories and some of the things, you know, the smaller things that are happening yeah. that, to make it a little more uh, adult or less kid friendly. But um, but it's not an experience I would want to take away from kids. No, absolutely not. No, I I can agree with that totally. Um, and to be honest, the one thing I was thinking of it was that if I was spending six grand to take my kids, I would want there to have them to have more things to do. Okay. That's true. Fair enough. Yep. I can see that side too. But I can also see your side that, Hey, if I'm, if, cause I'm in the same boat, like if, if I was going with, with my family, no one else really cares. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's, it's really, uh, it really would be six grand for me to go. And then every once in a while, Oh, who is that again? Why? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, lightsaber. Cool. Yeah. Where's Spock? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, but uh, super impressive. I, I'm looking forward. I'm assuming that Ordinary Adventures is going to be posting some more videos of their of their stay this week. I've seen some pictures that they posted on uh, yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, week two was like. Yeah. But like I said, still, I, I'm more impressed now after seeing the videos than I was before. That's, I was just going to say the same thing. I was way more um, impressed than what I thought it was going to be to what I actually saw. Uh, even the rooms themselves, even though it seemed kind of small, but again, the detail in the rooms, um, just seeing what everything was going to look like through the eyes of Star Wars, the bunk beds were, it looked like you could fit mm-hmm. someone who was like six foot there. So, you know, my kids even made us a comment saying, oh, those look really small. They didn't like the rooms, but you don't spend time in the rooms. You're there to sleep and then you get out. Yeah, and that was, that was the, the big point that they made yeah. is that, the rooms are util they're themed but they're utilitarian it's not like a hotel where you're going to be oh you know what let's just go hang out you know let's just relax in the you know our hotel room for the afternoon yeah. and read or whatever yeah. you're constantly out you know on the ship and exploring and and doing things uh going on you know little secret missions so you're not spending time in your room um you know, to the point where they could have just made it like a normal room, but they've, you know, obviously, you know, went to the effort to make it seem like, you know, yep. like every aspect of the ship feels like you're on a starship. Oh, and there's also one, there's a Brent problem on that ship too. <laughs> the, the, uh, okay. The food. <laughs> the f- okay. For, I am yes. not an adventurous person when it comes to food. <laughs> 
So, so I would starve or I'll have to sneak aboard my own food. <laughs> no, apparently you can uh, tell them that, that you have certain, you know, food restrictions or you, you just don't like stuff. Yeah. I have no, simple taste. I believe, I believe what you, I believe, <laughs> I, I believe what you do have is a medical condition. Oh. You know, um, you, <laughs> your ta- you know, your, your, uh, taste palate, uh, you know, um, stopped developing after you tur- turned five. Yes, it did. Yeah. Now to be fair, I would have the same problem for different reasons. Um, cause I don't eat meat yep. and I noticed that there were a lot of, uh, of meals that were, you know, had meat in them. So I, I was watching those videos very closely. Oh. <laughs> okay. I guess I could, I guess if I went, I could eat that. And, and I was thinking the exact same thing for prob- you too. <laughs> it, it, but it's funny as I was watching it as well. I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, okay. Oh, that, okay. That looks like beef. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, could eat that. Oh, well, wait a second. There's a vegetable touching it. No. No. Garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I have read that they, they have said that, no, they're, you know, obviously they, they're trying to push people to be adventurous because yes. it's, you know, it's part of the narrative and, and whatnot. But they also understand that, yeah, you're paying six grand. You know, and if all you want to eat is, uh, you know, is chicken nuggets uh, and um, ribs, okay. Yeah, they'll they'll take care of you. That's good. So, um, moving on to something a little smaller, a little less expensive, um, but still incredibly cool, is uh, this week uh, we saw um, an unboxing video of the Star Wars Vintage Collection Razor Crest. Yes. (laughs) So... Um, and this was a, uh, a Star Wars uh, HasLab thing. This is something that Hasbro has been doing for uh, for a few years now, um, where essentially this is their version of, of Kickstarter. Yes, they come up with the, this uh, this idea for a toy that they think people want, um, but they know is just not feasible to be mass producing or putting on the you know putting on a, a store shelf. I'll never understand that um, with this ship, though. Well, it, it, never get it. It's the price. Yeah, they're still selling them, though. They would still but, sell uh, them. I wouldn't be able to buy it, but I know there would be lots of people to buy it. <laughs> okay, so so I um, they made a um, a Tie Fighter for um, the Black Series. Yeah. And they don't do a lot of vehicles for the Black Series just because of the, the cost and the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone was, oh, it would be great if we got vehicles. If, if we got vehicles, we, you know, you know, collectors will buy them. And everyone waited. <laughs> because, they know, because they know the way the big box stores operate. Oh, price to go down. That... If something is if something's sitting on, on you know on the shelves for three months, they're going to mark it down because they because they want to um, free up that shelf space for something else, yep. right? Yep, yep, that's true. And, and I feel that that um, as cool as this Razor Crest is, what do you know what the what the price was? 
I think I, I could be wrong, but I think it started off as $350. I think it started off that much. Uh, mm-hmm. But then again, you had to pay more to get, you know, uh, because they had uh, the initial startup and then they had, okay, well, if we get this much more money, we'll be able to throw this in. And if we get this much more money, we can add this in. So I'm not sure exactly what, uh, I can tell you what's going on for eBay right now, but I can't remember the final dollar amount they came up with. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, 350 bucks. 350 Yeah. Yes. Um, it doesn't look like that price changed. It looks like it was just because um, as more people um, right. signed up for it, they kept they kept adding uh, different right. things. But I guarantee you, as cool as this is, if you saw it in the store, you'd be like, "No, nah, I'll wait till it goes on sale." I'm not spending three hundred fifty. But you know what sold really well in the stores um, without it being reduced mm-hmm. was the Millennium Falcon from the Smuggler's Run. So I remember seeing those in Toys R Us even up in Canada, up, even up here in Canada, and they did not sit on the shelf. They were gone, and those were five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And they didn't go down in price. They just sold as four hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh, okay, so so maybe maybe you're right. Um, you know, I, I will defer to you when it comes to uh, collecting. Uh, <laughs> no, just collecting in general. Okay. Um, but but I got to admit, like watching watching this video, oh. s- s- like this uh, this is really impressive. It it hurt not to be able to have one of my own because. If I knew it was going to be as good as that was, I would have like sold everything as I, I would find stuff to sell so I could buy that <laughs> mm-hmm. easily. Uh, yeah. So what is, what's one of these going for on eBay right now? 1500. I'm assuming you looked 1500, $1,500. Yeah. That's a bit much. Yep. Again, it's what they're asking. Uh, I, um, that's probably not what they're going to be selling for. And and I got to imagine that that will go down in price. Yep. Um, you know, right now, you know, because we just got the the unboxing video. You know, the hype is high. Um, like I, I couldn't tell you the last time I've you know that I've bought a uh, you know a Star Wars uh, figure or. Anything, um, I guess not anything, but you know, like uh, I didn't want to say toy, but yeah. you know, um, but I was very excited watching this video, oh. you know, and, and I'm sure that there were others as well that are just fans of the Mandalorian, like, oh wow, yeah, that that ship would look awesome on my oh. shelf, or um, and then if gone, oh yeah, no, I've got to have this, um, and, and you know, there have been other things that where I've had instances where I've said, you know, I've got to have this. I don't care what it's going to cost. Now in, in these cases, we're not talking (laughs) thousands of dollars, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, sometimes if you, you see something and you want it, you know, you you know, the excitement and the hype will make you, will, you know, you don't have a problem spending extra money. Every piece he took out, I was like, Oh my God, that's gorgeous. Oh my God. That's incredible. Like literally every piece he's pulling out of the box. <laughs> What's amazing though is that like as he was pulling this out, 
um, and seeing the detail of oh. it. Here's the crazy thing, though. Uh, in my mind, this was the same level of detail my Millennium Falcon had when I was five years old. Now, I've seen my Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It, you know, it was garbage. <laughs> right? Like, like, you know, not not to scale, you know, the probe droid was a bead tied onto a piece string, of string. Yeah. You know, all of the panels were a piece of cardboard. Um, but in my mind, you know, when I think back, like when I was younger, I thought that it, it was just this detail. Totally. So I can't, you know, so there is a small part of me that wishes that they had figured out some ways maybe to have cut corners or whatever so that this could be on the shelves of someone. All right, here you go. Yep. Child, play <laughs> with his razor crest. Um, but at the same time, I also know that if they did that, it would probably be much smaller and it, you'd end up with something yeah. like the um, the Millennium Falcon from Solo. Yes. Which was just, you know, um, apparently, apparently a good scale for Star Wars Legion. But uh, outside of that, not good for anything else. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... The two things we talked about tonight, I tease this. I know this question. You don't know it yet, so I'm going to be catching you off guard. Okay. Um, but I did get, I did get asked, uh, so uh, I was talking to someone last week, uh, late last week, and they were, no, I guess, I guess it was yesterday, Monday, Monday. I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece this together because <laughs> they had, they had heard our last episode. So it was, yes, it would have been Monday. Um, and, we were talking about galaxy. Or we were talking about the the uh, Galactic Star mm-hmm. Cruiser and how much it would cost. Yeah. And um, and he was asked. So this person asked me, like, "Well, you know, what do you spend your fandom money on? Like, isn't that worth it?" So, so when I question. And so here's the question I'm going to pose to mm-hmm. you because I'll let you answer it first. Okay. Or if you want, I can answer it if you need to think about this. Uh, and. I just want to say I don't want you to give it actual numbers yes. because I don't want to incriminate you. Yep. But would you say that out of your fandom spending, mm-hmm. are, do you spend the most money on Star Wars? Yes. The, the, you didn't even have to no, think about that. Just there is three, three helmets. I have a Mandalorian helmet, a Stormtrooper helmet, EFX Stormtrooper helmet, and a. Um, the Black Series, um, Luke Skywalker type, uh, type X-wing helmet. So those three alone, um, and mm-hmm. I have a um, a uh, Hot Toys uh, Sand Trooper as well too. So just those ones alone are mm-hmm. my my big purchases that I've made. Now, mind you, yeah. a lot of the the helmets were like birthday money, that sort of thing saved up. Um, but still, those are my the three big. So, you know, those are my mm-hmm. yeah, without a doubt, Star Wars for sure. Yeah. Um. And then the Star Wars Legion stuff. Does, yeah, like, does anything come a close second? No. <laughs> nope. I'd say that pretty pretty confidently. Nothing comes to a close second. Uh, 
so for me, and I, and this is I had to clarify. I, I still think that out of like all the, the things I like, Star Wars is still my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, is you know as much as there are times w- w- that I maybe I might not be happy with it, um, I'm still constantly thinking about it. And if I had to only choose one thing, you know, one piece of fandom that I could keep for the rest of my life, or like I, to remember, it would be Star Wars. Yeah. So I just want to be clear, but I spend very little money on Star Wars stuff. My, yeah, um, my spending for that again, it's 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 kind of found money. Um, so that's what I would. Sp- spend it on it's kind mm-hmm. of found money but even but even then like uh, like i like i because I, I don't i really don't collect things mm-hmm. um that um yeah, part of that is is space i think part of that also came from uh you know a few years of traveling quite a bit for work and realizing oh yeah i don't need stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having stuff is a burden. It means I've got to carry stuff yeah. around. Um, so I, like, I, like I see stuff and quite often not like I'll, you know, I'll, I'll see some hot toys or I see those, you know, those black series helmets. Mm-hmm. And I think, Oh man, that would look really cool on a shelf. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't have a shelf to put that on. Um, so yeah, I, I outside of the, the money that I have spent on, on Legion, which at some point we will spend a lot of time talking mm-hmm. about. Um, yeah, I, I I don't very much. Um, you know, the majority of my hobby money or my fandom uh, money that's spent, whether it you know is earned money or gifts or whatnot, uh, is is on magic uh, or magic cards. Yeah. I play magic. Um, that that's, but the, uh, but that once again, like Star Wars is still like you know number one on the list. Yeah. If there was a you know if there was a Star Wars card game that people were playing right now, I'd be spending my money on that. <laughs> but th- that's that's a topic for another yeah. day, though. <laughs> um, so it does not surprise me at all. Um, but uh, uh, with, with your answer, I I pretty much yeah. <laughs> you know I, I knew the answer. Uh, before you know, before I asked, but I figured I would ask anyways, and it, it, it tied in because you know these are some very expensive things that you know um, pieces of uh, fandom that we were talking mm-hmm. about tonight. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, surprisingly, I think I would have a an easier time justifying. Sp- this is going to sound crazy, maybe spending the six grand on the Galactic Star Cruiser than the three hundred fifty dollars on a Razor Crest. Yeah, just if I had six thousand dollars, I'd be going down the cruise. Let me just put it that way, because I think that is something that you will, you would only really be able to experience once until they change the story, mm-hmm. and yeah, the the amount of immersive um, theater you are in is would totally be worth it. Yeah. So you said theater, and I saw one other thing that I'm going to drop in. Uh, ooh, I want to say I did that on purpose, but I didn't. Uh, it's, it's okay. I, I, I assumed you did. It's all right. You, you know what? You probably subconsciously took okay, that for me. Okay, that's true, yes. So we're like a day away from the Batman coming out. In fact, like I think um, – so we're recording this on a Wednesday night – yeah, it opens up in some theaters tomorrow. We're going to see it tomorrow night. 
tomorrow afternoon. Yep. Are you? Pulling the kids out of school That's early not... too to go see it. Uh, and yeah, and your kids are, uh, yeah, seem to be of the age. Um, I, I was uh, with my, uh, fam, uh, my, uh, sister on the weekend and, uh, it was my nephew's eight, uh, eighth birthday. Right. My brother-in-law was, was saying that he was going to take, uh, him, uh, to go see the Batman. Mm. I don't think yeah. this is probably, no, 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 I'm sure it'll be fine. So does he know it's I've just been hours? holding back. I'm like, well as well (laughs) apparently because they're they're using the logic of oh well he sat through uh spider-man no way home and that was three hours so but the very different movies and i'm hearing a lot of hey um this is this um you know is more like seven than justice league (laughs) so anyway but so yeah i'm i'm going to i'm going to see it on saturday um so I'm looking forward to it. However, um, in the States, AMC theaters are now charging more for tickets to go see the Batman. And this is yeah. part of their new plan that they're going to be um, charging more for movies that they think people are going to want to see. Yes. Which means that the next time we go see a Star Wars movie in theater, mm-hmm. chances are it's going to be more expensive than whatever else is in the theater at the time. <sighs> yes. Hmm. Any thoughts on that? This is also kind of very conflicting, too. And when I read the article, I thought, okay, so let me just think about this for a second. I've personally seen a movie in a theater probably maybe three times in the last two and a half years. And two of them were like once in the summer and then (laughs) Spider-Man. So Mm -hmm. there, and you know, so movie theaters were closed. The, you know, Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for Spider-Man, no way home, the sales probably would be really crappy for movies. So I'm thinking, so their solution is to increase the prices to get people to come to the, to the theaters. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, well, they probably have to to make up for all the money they lost. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, um, there's very few movies I go to see in the theater now, um, unless it's going to be yep. an experience like uh, the Batman, like Star Wars. I probably wouldn't wouldn't go mm-hmm. see it in the theater. Now, having said yep. all that, I would probably pay it anyway. <laughs> to go see that in the theater. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, they, they, I want to say they kind of have over, have us over a barrel, but, um, apparently it's happening elsewhere. Um, already. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, is it in Europe? Mm-hmm. I think it said mm-hmm. it's happening already. So I, I just got to pay it, I guess to, to see, you know, those specific movies in theater to get the whole experience. So I can understand uh, why they need to charge more there. They've lost so much. I look at the theater that's, uh, that's near me. They had just finished renovating it before we went into the first lockdown. Wow. (laughs) You know, so, you, you know, so they've never, you know, like 
they've never really got to um, capture their true revenue yep. stream. And even once they, you know, things started opening up, it's not like we were getting a ton of movies. Yes, exactly. Right. Yep. However, so I, so I can understand the need to increase ticket prices. You know what? Like they need to staff people. Like there's all these costs. I, I get yep. all of that, but you know what they could have done? They could have, and this would have been just like a, such a smart marketing move. We'll say, oh, we're changing ticket prices. This is now the standard. So whatever they're charging for the Batman, mm-hmm. this is what the standard right. is. Because we know that these are the types of movies that, that people say, oh, I have to go see this in the yeah. theater. Then we're going to have a discounted price for other movies. You could still charge them what they're charging now. But once again, if it's marketed and they're doing it to say, because we want to incentivize people to say, oh, you know what, let's go see that in the theater instead of waiting until it, uh, it, it uh, you know, hits video on demand yeah. or whatever. Because for the most part, I'm in the same boat. Like I can remember, you know, when we were younger, we used to go see everything in yeah. the theater. Yeah. Like I can remember just being, okay, well, well, we just saw that movie like on a Saturday afternoon. I can remember us having Saturday afternoons where we would go see three movies. Yeah. Um, obviously we don't do that now and it's only, okay. Is it, uh, you know, is it a big Marvel movie? You know, is it a, you know, like a, a big franchise movie? Is it star Wars? Then, then we're going out to see it aside from that. Yeah. Nope. You know, um, when I went to see Scream, uh, you know, a month or so ago, it's a franchise. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that it, you know, it was the first time that the theater had been open in six weeks. You know, there, that was part of the reason why we went. But probably still not the type of movie that I would be rushing out to see in theaters opening night. A lot of the time, I'm probably saying, "Yeah, I'll wait. It'll it'll be out, you know, on demand yeah. in you know three or four weeks." I'm kind of wondering how. I'm, I wonder if they're opening up a bit of a can of worms too, though. I mean, like, how would you feel if you're an actor who did this movie? Yes, you're going to get paid. You, you got your pay, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these actors have you know kind of the back end deals of what you know percentages at the box office. So, like, I, I wonder if that's ever going to come into the fold where you know. Yeah, but they're charging less for this to go see my movie than this guy's movie. Um, I'm just wondering if any of that sort of um, uh, rhetoric will come up. Um, the, the same that's coming up for, you know, uh, how much money you get for in the theater as per you what you get, like uh, streaming it at home, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, see, I look at it though is if it's going to get people to go see a movie in a the theater, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Right, um, because that also means that studios will greenlight more movies. Because th- this is the th- this weird place that we're living in right now, um, where it seems like in, unless it, unless it's a franchise. Movie's not getting made, no. or at least it's it's not it's not getting made for like wide theatrical yeah. release. The, the streaming services have done a good job of kind of picking up the slack to say, all right, you know, you know, we're going to make these 
you know, smaller budget movies or movies that, you know, are not tied to an IP at all. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think of, you know, a perfect example of this is, uh, the tomorrow war. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if you did. Did you, did you see it? No. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, yes. The one with Chris, with Pratt, Chris yeah. Pratt. Yeah. Like, five, ten years ago, probably closer to, you know, probably ten plus years yeah. ago, we would have gotten like half a dozen movies like yeah. that every summer. Yeah. And it would have been fantastic. You know, it, it's it, it was by no means a perfect movie, um, but it was a fun, you know, summer blockbuster uh, action yeah. movie that was not tied to any IP whatsoever. I was entertained. Um, yeah. And watching it, I can think, oh, the, yeah, this would have been fun in a theater. Um, so if, if by lowering ticket prices or, or only, you know, or, or only charging more for, you know, the, the franchises or the bigger yeah. ones or what, however you want to word it, but, I think the wording actually does matter because this feels like we're getting dinged as opposed to trying to incentivize people to go see movies that they wouldn't normally see in the theater. Um, I think more people going to see movies in the theater is better. Yep. Um, Because it'll have, like you said, a domino effect. uh, Yeah. And I think of it, um, once again, tying this back to Star Wars, um, I think it they'll probably want to be willing to take more chances with movies. Yeah. If more movies are getting made, if more people are going to, you know, going to the theater, um, if we're getting to this point where people are only going to see the big blockbusters, um, and they're only going to see them after two or three weeks of reviews. And and now, all right, now we, we know it's certified fresh and the buzz about it's good. And we've hit that window where, you know, it, if we wait any longer, it's going to get completely spoiled right. for us. Now we'll go see yeah. it. Well, I don't think we're going to get great Star Wars movies. Yeah, probably not. Because probably not. they're constantly like, "Oh no, we've got to," we, you know, we've got to meet this very specific criteria. Um, and I would like to see, you know, different things. Um, as much as I'm loving, you know, Star Wars on TV, it would be nice to see Star Wars in the yeah. theater again. I do miss that. Um. And it would be nice to see it see it often, um, yeah. And I think the only way that's going to happen is if um, people are going to theaters and there isn't this pressure on, you know, six to eight movies in the course of a year carrying the entire uh, box right. office. Yep. No, so. makes sense. See, found a way to tie back Absolutely. Star Wars. <laughs> And and also, I secretly did want to know when you're going oh. to see the Batman. So, um, we're, we're doing it so that there won't be that many people in the theater. Yeah, I'm going Saturday morning uh, in IMAX, and when I Ooh. got my ticket on the weekend, so only a few days ago, um, there were only two other seats that had been already purchased. <laughs> oh, so we have, we have ten total, including yeah. the four of us. And of course, nice. we bought our tickets in the same area we like every time. And of course, and they actually have buffer seats too. They still have that. So there's mm-hmm. like the four yeah. of us, two buffers, and then two people in the exact same row. <laughs> I 
Um, oh, of course. So the whole theater, they have completely whole theater. No, they pick right beside us. So before we finish this up, <laughs> uh, when I went to go see uh, No Time to Die, um, it was so once again, the theaters were just opening up again, um, but they were still supposed to be buffering. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to go see it at a, uh, a landmark theater, which uses, uh, Adam to, to, um, so you can buy tickets in advance. Oh, okay, yeah. Somehow three different groups of people, one of them being myself had all been assigned the same pair of, uh, pair what? of seats. <laughs> so I came, uh, so and in this theater, there was maybe twelve of us total once the movie started, wow. and half of us were sitting in the same in the same aisle. So when I came in, there was already two people sitting down, and I came and they were they were in my seats. Well, okay, it's not a big deal. I'll just you know I'll, I'll move over one, and and if if someone comes and there's an issue, then I'll uh, you know then yeah. I'll say something. Someone comes by shortly after, uh, you know, a person, an older gentleman and his son or whatever come over and I can see them looking at seats and he looks at mine. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm this. These are your seats, right? I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't be sitting here, but they were sitting in my seats and it didn't seem like there was going to be a lot of people there. And the guys, says, no, uh, they're oh. sitting in my seats <laughs> and we all look and we all had been assigned the same the same seat. So even with this buffer, they somehow managed to screw it up and try putting us all in the same spot. I don't know, but yeah, but you know what? Thankfully we've got a bit of time before another star Wars movie hits the theater. So yeah, for some reason, if they're still spacing things out by 2023, they'll have probably at least figured out these issues. Yes. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. So if, you want to leave us a message or want to leave us a review. Uh, if you want to leave us a review, use the podcast service that you're using. Typically, most of them have a way to leave us a review. Uh, do so. That would be great. If you want to leave us a message, you can go to anchor.fm slash um, smells bad outside podcast and you can leave us a message. And if you do, we'll play it on the show. Uh, from there, you can also get to uh, find the link to our discord where you can go leave some messages. We're there. We're chatting. Um, we're posting uh goofy things about star wars during the week um i broke uh a i don't know if i want to call it a promise um but i said i was gonna do it oh yes i remember um i did not post anything on twitter (laughs) Uh, i almost did it today i was going to uh retweet something uh, but then i realized it was something that you had retweeted and came up in my feed so i did not (laughs) Um, but I will endeavor to post something about uh, or something in general on Twitter next week. Um, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. I am the Pie Whisperer. Brent, if people want to find you, where can I find you? Twitter at HomerJ13. Uh, so we're going to uh, call it a night. So say goodnight, good night, Brent. Brent.